Welcome to Vegan Hacks. I'm Jason Cartalian, and we're with Mike Keller. And our guest today is Courtney Boyd Myers. I got your name right, right, Courtney? You did. <laughs> Founder and CEO of Akua, maker of plant-based burgers made of kelp. And uh, Courtney, we uh, we connected at Expo West, and I was really inspired by what you're doing, your energy, um, and and your product is delicious. So uh, you know, it's like like three things. It's like that's a home run for me. Well, thank you so much. It was awesome to meet you. It was such an energizing show, and there was just so much great reception for you know bringing kelp to the mainstream. So I think this is this has been a great year for seaweeds in general, and uh, we're excited to be a part of that. Why seaweed? It's a great question. You know, I've always been that, you know, kind of weird white girl, like going through Asian grocery stores, making my own seaweed salads. I used to eat it right out of the ocean as a kid growing up. And I just, I just think it makes me feel amazing. You know, it's like a, a superfood that's been eaten in Asian cultures and in, in parts of Europe and just for thousands of years. And somehow we just don't eat it today in America. Um, so we're trying to change that. Other than sushi. It's true. In fact, like 95% of any of the seaweed that people eat in the States is prepackaged sushi from grocery stores. Where do you source your uh, seaweed from? We source from the New England seaboard. So it's a relatively new supply chain in the United States. And we work with about 30 partner farms. Uh, they start in around the New Haven, Connecticut area and extend up to Casco Bay, just south of Portland, Maine. Does it have to be processed a certain way or is it cleaned? How, how, what is the process once it comes out of the ocean? Yeah. So imagine pulling just thousands of seven foot long pieces of mermaid hair, you know, kelp <laughs> right out of the ocean and it gets cut off the ropes and it gets thrown into giant drums that gets ported over to our processing center, which is in Portland, Maine, where it gets blanched. So it turns from brown to bright green and that's, you know, kind of cleaning it and then it gets rough cut and chopped and put into five pound bags and frozen and kelp lasts frozen about five years. Wow. So this is a very sustainable um, material. It is. And it's sustainable for two main reasons. One is it's one of the only things that we eat that grows abundantly without using fresh water or dry land. So those are our two most taxed resources in the context of climate change, which makes kelp farming a really awesome future food. And the two is, if you remember from science class, photosynthesis, kelp grows uh, in the same way. So it's a macroalgae. It takes its energy from the sun and it's pulling in CO2 from the ocean as it expands its body mass and it's essentially exhaling oxygen. So it has a really powerful deacidification effect on the sea. Cool. So how much kelp is in your Akua burger? Like how much kelp do you actually put inside the burger and, and what's in what, percentage what, terms? And, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious, like, because it's a kelp burger. So I would su assume that the majority of the, the, the material is kelp. It's true. Yeah. So if you, if the readers and sorry, listeners know about ingredient labels, the first ingredient you see in the list is always the one that is the most in terms of its its percentage in the product. So kelp, one of the things that's really important to us as a business is that kelp is always number one on our ingredient list. Um, 
We don't share exact percentages because it's definitely, you know, kind of part of our, our, yeah, our, our food science. But I will say that our first product kelp jerky was 70% kelp and we no longer make that product. It was way, way too kelp forward. And for your kind of average non-Asian American who didn't grow up eating seaweed. And so with the burger, we did take down the kelp percentage from 70 and incorporated other types of ingredients that are much more familiar to people, you know, mushrooms, extra virgin olive oil, quinoa, black beans. And, you know, I think that is part of its magic is that it's the number one ingredient, but it's not an overpowering taste of kelp. But it's not like a neutral filler either, right? No, no. I mean, I'll say that it's it's over 20% of the product. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Jason has had the privilege of trying it and I haven't. Does it taste like burgerish? Like what what is it like? Jason, I'll let you answer that. Oh no, it, it definitely nice and savory, meaty. I mean, I, I make a lot of recipes. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm an influencer online. I'm I post all these videos about recipes and things like that. And whenever I want to make something that has kind of a meaty, has umami. I definitely will use uh, um, konbu. I use I'll use seaweed. Seaweed is definitely a a, a, a flavor generator, and mm-hmm. uh, so I mean I mean you're on the right track. I mean you're you're already starting with something with flavor. It's not like uh, you're taking this blank slate and like like throwing flavor on it. You already have something that has a good delicious flavor. It's just about carving that flavor out, and and uh, and 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 you definitely do. I mean, I again, I just had like a little sample. I can't wait to try more and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy more of your products. Um, okay, so. The, the other thing is like, I mean, I think that it's it's interesting. I remember we were talking about you, like maybe your personal journey as someone like who, you know, definitely has uh, a scientific interest in kelp and kelp as a, a regenerative food source, but then making that step, okay, I'm getting in the food business. Like what, <laughs> what, to, what was that step like? Because it's not an easy business because I know no. I've seen it. <laughs> No, it's not. And and just so you know, kanbu is the Japanese word for kelp. So it's it's pretty much the same thing that you're cooking with. Um, and it is that umami taste that just crushes it for us. So, you know, I I come to this industry mostly from a background in tech and startups and journalism and so storytelling. And I started Akua for two main reasons, um, human health and environmental health. As background, my dad helped create the Burger King Kids Club. And he was, you know, sort of all over 80s marketing with the Keebler Elves and Chester the Cheeto and working for Pepsi and really helped uh, (laughs) take the industry in, in one direction. And I feel like we are, you know, so much more educated around food and nutrition right now, a lot in part due to the internet and just the pace of knowledge sharing. And I feel like still big food companies are putting the same crap in in their products and hooking kids with sugary stuff. And I think it's a crime. So wanted to create a food company that really addressed human health and was actually healthy for you with clean ingredients. We see so many of the plant-based products on the market today that are overly processed and full of weird chemicals and GMO ingredients because they're trying to mimic meat. And we really are, you know, stepping away from that trend and and moving into a a much cleaner whole food direction. And two is environmental health, you know, for all the reasons I mentioned at the top of the call, health is just amazing. And so we wanted to get more people to eat it. And I just felt like 
as a storyteller that this was a story that would really resonate with customers and wanted to create a brand that, you know, would be known as like a, a household name for seaweed products. What, what does Akua mean? So Akua is both like a Hawaiian and a Filipino and it basically like kind of extending into Japan. It's like this, like that pan kind of Pacific um, word that can mean anything from ghosts and spirits to aquatic solutions. And so we just loved the sound of it. We loved the idea that, you know, it was kind of this soulful solution oriented word. Um, we used to be called beyond the shoreline, which everyone felt was a little long. So we wanted a short, punchy brand name and, uh, yeah, it's actually really great to have a brand name that starts with a, because we'd be surprised how many alphabetical lists there are out there in the world. <laughs> That's cool. And, uh, your farms, are they, it's basically like a fenced off part of ocean. How does it work? Oh, great question. Uh, when you're looking at the farm from a boat, you basically see, a network of buoys mm -hmm. um, and it can be, you know, probably about 10 acres across the surface of the water and the buoys are placed, you know, um, call it maybe a hundred feet apart at, at, at sort of most, if not even further. So it's not an eyesore at all. And then underneath the water, what you're seeing is basically another level of ropes. Sometimes it's like a multi-trophic system where they're also growing uh, shellfish, which is kind of mimicking you know a kelp forest and 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 in real life in the in a more natural setting i should say so the farms the kelp um unlike a forest where the kelp grows from the bottom of the ocean floor using its hold fast the kelp grows from a rope and we the farmers put spores into that rope um and then essentially those those seedlings of kelp grow down about seven feet over a six-month growing period that's interesting and is it or do other sea life kind of cruise through the farm or? Totally. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's a pretty uh, non-invasive form of farming, tons of different sea like life or just living around the farms. Um, what's really cool is, you know, you're starting to see the benefits of the farms around that sea life in really small ways at first, like the shellfish have thicker shells as an example from the decreased nitrogen in the water. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really positive form of, of farming. They, they refer to it as regenerative aquaculture because of it. It's so healing for the ocean systems. Cool. Another element of your brand, and also probably you get, you get a lot of inspiration probably from your father's work in the marketing world is, uh, the way you're promoting your product. And, and I, uh, I was definitely inspired when I saw that you were, doing a collaboration. Why don't you talk a little bit about your collaboration? How I think, I think it's really cool because it, it, it appeals to kids and it appeals to the kid and all of us. And then it also is, you know, it, it, I think, I think it goes hand in hand with your product. Thank you. Yeah. We're very excited about our partnership with Mr. SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, <laughs> when we first launched the kelp burger, we had hundreds of people commenting on our Facebook ads. Is this the Krabby Patty? <laughs> and, you know, I was always a bit nervous, like, oh gosh, like, you know, this association with this, you know, kind of cartoon. But then Nickelodeon reached out to us and said, wow. hey, you know, we're creating a campaign called Operation Sea Change to honor the legacy of the creator of SpongeBob. 
and he was a lifelong vegan and ocean conservationist. And so we're now really excited about using SpongeBob, which is a 25 year old show um, to raise awareness for ocean conservation and ocean plastics with kids. And so we're looking for brands to really like honor that legacy. And we were so excited. You know, I think I was a little overwhelmed. I didn't know anything about licensing or, or you know, creating a deal like this, but, um, you know, we got it done and we are, yeah, launching two new SKUs in May that are for kids. Um, they're sliders. So they're basically half the weight of our adult version of the kelp burger. Um, and we're launching them in like the original flavor and a new barbecue flavor. And it comes with the bread part portion too? No, no. It's just the patty in the box mm. in the frozen section. Got it. Well, but, but SpongeBob, you know, you say 25 years. I mean, I mean, I'm in my fifties and I love SpongeBob and you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's definitely, uh, it's not just for kids. It's, it's, it's a, it's a definitely universal. Kids of all thing. ages. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> and not only that, the actual content of the show is, yeah. can be seen in different levels. It can, it can be seen in kind of a fun little, like, you know, different, as you go, grow older, you see the same episodes and you get new, <laughs> appreciation for what they're doing you know so totally. so that's yeah, and yeah. I, I love that it has like a you know a nod to stoner culture and like we're you know making seaweed and you know you can just have fun with it or, um i yeah. mean or when the when the town always like apocalyptically gets gets destroyed or you know also or, you know or the just the uh the comment on on today's society but it's under the sea you know um, yeah, totally, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm a big fan of that show. So, so that was one, one thing that kind of sets your brand apart was that partnership. And then, and then also the great labeling and, and, and packaging that you've, you brought to the table as well. Thank you. Yeah. I love our branding and, you know, we're so excited about the SpongeBob partnership too, because I think traditionally or shall i say historically licensing deals have gone to really big food brands that are basically sticking a cartoon on a box to sell sugary stuff to kids so to like you know create a partnership where we're an actually healthy product for kids i think is just a big you know step in the right direction for the world of licensing too um, and when it comes to being on shelf in retail like that's going to be awesome and i'm also really excited about bringing this product into food service and showing up on kids menus because I just became a mom and I look at kids menus and Congrats. it's all fried chicken and mac macaroni and cheese. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like why, you know, we have a major problem in our country when it comes to obesity and, and health challenges related to overweight issues. And so, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, revamp the kids menus as well with this partnership. So where you're mostly distributed, where, now in yeah, yeah where can stores? we find your products right now like if, if i want to go out and get an akua burger try it out yeah so the akua kelp burger and its original flavor is sold in over 700 grocery stores worldwide uh sorry nationally and we are mostly in the coastal cities so san francisco like you know starting up in portland san francisco los angeles san diego and then over on the east coast you know boston new york city down to florida um, we do have a sprinkling of health food stores across, you know, the the United States that we're in. We have a store locator on our website. But yeah, Southern California are really seem to be our people. We're in Erewhon, Lassen's, Bristol Farms, Albertson's, Pavilions, and Vaughn's there. So um, 
Cool. Our new flavors that we uh, debuted at Expo West will launch next month. And then the SpongeBob patties will be on shelf in May. So what about awesome. the what about the future? Now where do you where do you see your business? Do you see other products? What's the what's the next step for Akua? Great question. So we've for the past six months been a one SKU brand on shelf, and we're now gonna be a five SKU brand on shelf, which is gonna be just I think amazing for our business. Like you think about the freezer section and you see this like sea of just Dr. Prager's and beyond products, and I think once we have more products on shelf, like Aku is really going to shine. Our packaging, like you mentioned, is just beautiful color block schemes. So th this is this year. And that's enough, I think, for our team to just try to get right on the retail front. We also sell crab cakes and ground meat into food service and online. And our ground meat is exceptional. Like you could put it in tacos or bolognese. It's so good. Um, it looks like we're going to be landing on Tom Colicchio's restaurant in New York City as a vegan bolognese, which is a, a big, big deal for a brand like ours. Um, so also continuing to grow, you know, with our food service partners and getting kelp on more menus is something we're very excited about. Um, we also have a couple products that we'll be launching next year. So we're going to be doing breakfast patties and um, link sausages. So we're, yeah, going to have a lot of products in market soon. And and they're all completely vegan? 100%. Awesome. Yeah, I, the one thing I remember about uh when I mean I just I think I tasted it a couple of times your 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 uh just like you know how they you had samples like it's you know a little booth at at Expo West. And the thing the thing that struck me about your 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 food was it wasn't like you were trying to make a burger like a meat burger. It it, it felt like it it tasted like kind of you were trying to make your own thing that tasted delicious now how did you develop those flavors yeah so for the original kelp burger it was actually um a really cool story it happened during the pandemic when everyone was sitting at home we launched the kelp beta burger club and had like a thousand of our customers over six months try our product and give us feedback online the jerky um, customers exactly oh, wow. yeah so we were a jerky company at first this product was not making it it was really hard we were like maybe gonna go under so we started we pivoted towards Pivot. the burger and it was just yeah a really community-led effort we did an equity crowdfunding campaign where we had two thousand people invest in the company and that really helped us um, with the funding to launch the burger and so with our new flavors you know we we, we didn't do it in the more community-led way we hired an amazing flavor scientist um she's worked at sir kensington's and zach's almighty our Zach Mighty's chips, and um, and she helped us develop the the new flavors that we're coming out with. That's Ooh. awesome. So anyway, so it's Akua, and uh, what are your socials and all the other ways we can get a hold of you? Yeah, we are at Life Akua on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and TikTok. Great, and uh, that I, that's great. I think we we did it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason and Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope your company thrives. It sounds really exciting and it's it's doing a, a great thing for the environment and for people and for animals. Thanks, Mike. 